Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Quick mention for them, Customer Appreciation Day is this weekend. Should be great time there, Friday and Saturday at Larson's. Make sure you stop by. Lots of special prices. A good time to stock up on hay. Also, Larson's is currently hiring. And by the way, can I just say what an incredible company they are to work for. Um, They're looking for some office and warehouse help full time. Apply in person only. The address is there on the screen for you. I can't think of nicer people in the whole world to work for um, or better to work with. Their team there is absolutely incredible. Uh, the team in, in Idaho, just amazing quality. The hay is the best uh, that your horses will ever have. And uh, the sale going on this weekend, definitely worth stopping by. Gigi and I will be there with the camera if you want to say a few words like, wow, this is the best hay and the best team ever. <laughs> I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me. I have special guest co-host Bill Worthington here. He is from Air Show Jumping. Lovely to have you back, Bill. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you didn't wear green. We'll Thank talk you. about Thank that later. Mm. <laughs> green, green's not my color, is it? No. <laughs> no. We'll tell you why later. You have to stay tuned till the end for that. Um, some great events coming up we want to share with you. Uh, Florida Transformation Expo for the Thoroughbreds going to be at the Florida Horse Park. That is an absolutely wonderful event for OTTBs, uh, December 11th to the 13th. We've got $9,000 in prize money for this event. Um, It's a wonderful way to show the real true versatility of the Thoroughbreds. And of course, Bill firsthand can tell us that the Florida Horse Park is absolutely an amazing, incredible venue. One of the best venues out here. By far, yeah. yes. Their team, absolutely wonderful. Jason Reynolds is a real gem. He was here on the show with us last week, um, and he's so easy to work with and, uh, and around and just a, a fantastic guy. So that's going to be an absolutely wonderful event. Don't forget the Ocala Cup is coming up this weekend. Over 300 Pasifinos are going to be at the Livestock Pavilion, coming from all over the world. Um, competing. Friday uh, it starts, Saturday and Sunday is the big day of course when they'll adorn the horses, winning horses with the flowers and the trophies. They've got a vendor village open and uh, that should be absolutely beautiful event. That's um, 4th to the 6th of December and Pasofinos are very fun to watch. My understanding is if you go on Friday you can ride one in the arena in the back. So they're going to let people check it out. Bill's like, I think I want to ride a Pasofino. <laughs> I know. Uh, they're very smooth, very comfortable. I've got quite a few friends who own them and uh, really a, a wonderful horse to ride. Very, very comfortable. Great on the trail. So, And of course, don't forget that air show jumping is coming up in January. Bill and I will be talking about air show jumping uh, very shortly. And uh, we're going to have a whole segment and talk a little bit about what we're doing there and what a great boutique horse show event that's going to be, how we're going to keep everybody safe. Um, and then don't forget, we're in the last couple of days now for Stirrups and Strides for their fundraiser. 
They've had to uh, cancel a lot of their events this year that helped them to keep the therapeutic riding going. My understanding as of the day before yesterday from Betty Gray is that they had 17 tickets left that they had to sell at $100 each. Um, so if you can help and buy a ticket, it's a great fundraiser. The grand prize is actually $5,000. Um, and Stirrups and Strides, of course, is an absolutely wonderful organization, and this is their full fundraiser. So if you can help there in any way, um, we would greatly appreciate that help. And of course, that's a 501c3 as well, so that is a tax-deductible uh, donation. Got a great show lineup, but before I tell you about who's on, you've got to check out World Equestrian Center. Uh, absolutely amazing. Went for a visit there today, had a little tour, absolutely a beautiful uh, venue. Thank you very much to Christy Baxter um, for letting us just check out uh, this absolutely amazing, uh, incredible venue. We're very glad to have a venue like this here in Ocala. Certainly think that uh, yeah, those are the guys from Piranha and, um, and Tom DeSillo's wife, Lori. Uh, and that's one of the arenas. Uh, just absolutely uh, amazing to see Ocala have such a venue um, and you know one of the things a lot of people have said to me is well you know are other venues concerned no we have plenty to go around uh, here in the horse capital of the world uh, trademark of course by FTBOA we are the real horse capital of the world and um, we do own that trademark and I think that World Equestrian Center being here certainly is icing on the cake for us uh, that of course is Sergeant Reckless the war horse um, but I don't think I was talking to Jason Reynolds at the Florida Horse Park last week and I don't think it's any concern to any of our other venues. I think we're always going to have plenty of events to go around. One of the wonderful things about um, WEC is they're going to have a lot of other events that aren't even horse related. They're going to have a lot of car shows and vendors and it's going to be open to the public and you'll be able to go and have dinner or, um, you know, or ice cream or whatever you want. And so the reason that I need my hair doing <laughs> is because I was at WEC this morning, this morning <laughs> and it was a little bit windy-ish, and so I've got bad hair today. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Everybody needs a built-in hairdresser. <laughs> uh, you don't want me to do your hair. Hey, well, no. Okay. Maybe not. No, maybe. <laughs> come out like this. That's the problem. <laughs> oh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so a little bit of news before we um, before honoring the 2020 champions in the thoroughbred world will be held on January 28th, but it will be a virtual event with portions hosted by Spendthrift Farm in Lexington. Guess who's on the show today? Ned from Spendthrift. Um, winners in 17 human and equine categories will be announced in a virtual uh, ceremony streamed live on multiple outlets. We usually go to that one. Um, sad to see it not be the real thing, but I understand they have to keep everybody safe. So um, this is actually the 50th Eclipse Awards, um, and it'll highlight some of the great events in racing this year and, of course, some of the champions. And part of that, as I said, uh, will be hosted from Spendthrift Farm this year. So I think that's fitting, since I imagine my best guess is that Authentic will probably win Horse of the Year since he won the Derby and the Breeders' Cup it's Classic. A good, it's a good yes. bet for that. That was I, an amazing, <laughs> that's an amazing I know, isn't he? He's the authentic real deal. Yeah. And into mischief, his sire has actually record um, past Tappet now. So certainly a horse that we're going to look out for and more of his babies as they come along um, winning quite a bit. Uh, so for the show, 
obviously I've got uh, air show jumping Bill's back with us so later on we're gonna have a segment with him we've got dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith on the phone with us today he's going to talk a little bit about this cold weather it's cold, huh? I know I think too cold I'm too from cold. the north and this is this is too cold where are you from Albany New York what is it there at home I, you know I don't know but it's it's like I think it's warmer up at Albany than it is here. Oh, no. <laughs> at least tonight, maybe. Yeah, so my friend Pete just told me it's going to be 26 tonight. I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm going uh, 26. That's too cold. So Dr. Chaos is going to talk a little bit about cold temperatures and horses and some of the things that might happen, maybe things you've already thought of, maybe some things you haven't thought of, um, but definitely a topic worth discussing. He's got some good tips for us tonight. I'm trying to talk him into coming in some Wednesday night, but he said at the moment... He's on call on Wednesday, so uh, we can't take him away from, uh, from that importance. Then, of course, Ned Toffee will be joining us uh, on the phone. We're going to chat uh, to him from Spendthrift Farm. Then Bill's segment, going to learn a little bit about air show jumping at the Florida Horse Park. And then we're going to talk to Joshua Flint from Keeping Florida Horses Safe. Uh, very, very important topic right now with a lot of concerns as we have had incidences around the state of people's horses being taken. Um, and a very, very sad situation uh, just a couple of weeks ago here in Ocala. Uh, butchering situation, absolutely devastating for the owners and, and all of us to be concerned about. So we're going to talk about how we can help um, and what we can do uh, to help keep all of our horses safe. I'm Louisa Barton. We're going to break right now. Coming back with Dr. Adam Kayot after our Horse Farms Forever video, which we love. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And we will be right back.
This is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa, where they have their customer appreciation coming up this weekend. If you want to be appreciated, you've got to get in there and save some money on hay. Joining us now by phone, I have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. And in the studio with me, I have Bill Worthington from Air Show Jumping as my guest co-host this week. Dr. Kayot, welcome back. Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, you're on call tonight, so it's chilly. I, I hope um, <laughs> I, I hope you don't get a call. <laughs> I hope I hope not. So let's talk a little bit about some tips. We've covered some in the past. Maybe you can tell us about maybe some more unusual things you've come across. But I'm quite sure that in this weather, you're more likely to see colics. Is that right? Yeah. So that that is that that's a very common finding. Um, when it gets cold, a couple things happen. Um, the stuff we feed horses is dry, drier than usual. The grass dries out, gets brown. Um, we start feeding them hay a lot of times. So those are, uh, those are, you know, there's not as much moisture there. And then uh, the second thing that happens is when it gets cold, um, for whatever reason, um, horses don't drink as much. And, uh-oh. Are you calling me back? No. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, so, so they don't drink because they don't um, they don't feel the sensation or the need. They aren't they aren't uh, losing as much fluid just uh, from the heat, and so they don't drink. The other thing is, is horses can be a little bit of a prima donna every now and then. They don't want to stick their nose into that cold water. Yeah. You know, to drink. So. Um, Thus, they tend to get a little dehydrated, and with that lack of moisture in the food that they're eating, specifically the grass, and then you're adding dry feed stuff on top of it, and then they aren't um, stimulated to drink as much, all, all sets up for, a, for an impaction colic just waiting to happen. So, so we do. daily I feed my horses their feed wet because, as you know, I have geriatrics. One is 35 mm -hmm. and one is 27 and some of their chewing abilities have reduced quite dramatically. Mm -hmm. And Sonny's even had a choke, I think you remember a few years ago when I was panicking over Sonny having a choke. Um, mm -hmm. So I wet my feed and when it's cold, I actually add warm water so I'm not giving them prima donnas, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a cold feed. <laughs> yep. So would you recommend people wetting their feed or is that a bad idea if they don't normally do it on a daily basis? And would you recommend them adding salt to the feed when it's colder to encourage the horse to drink more? Right. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, if the horse isn't used to having water put on its feed, I wouldn't necessarily um, add it uh, you know, to the feed, especially if they're being fed a sweet feed, because if they're in a pelleted feed, it'll mash up a little bit more, and mm -hmm. it'll it'll soak the soak the water up. But um, if they are in like a regular sweet feed, then it's just going to be kind of like floating grain in there, and they, <laughs> yeah. they might not uh, they might not like that so much. So I would I would shy away from if they aren't like your horses; they're used to it. If if you haven't been doing that. Um, don't necessarily start just because of the cold weather. However, 
do have some salt lick available. Um, some horses are pretty uh, receptive to you actually adding salt to their to their ration, and they'll still eat it. Some horses don't like that, so just be aware of that. Um, but I would certainly have a salt lick available to where they can they can lick on the salt, and that obviously stimulates. Uh, a thirst kind of deal mm-hmm. so uh, that'll stimulate them to to drink more um obviously the old adage you can't uh, you know lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink right so <laughs> yeah. now we know where that came from there, there's a reason for that right and when uh, you're introducing more hay because i think we all want to introduce more hay because they're cold uh, and when they're chewing hay it helps keep them warmer mm-hmm. because it stimulates the metabolism right so that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. but yes. you probably don't want to go double triple up your hay right away and and if you're home nearby and you can give the hay in smaller amounts over a you know 10 or 12 hour period i'm sure that's better than piling them up with several flakes of hay that they can store full at one time absolutely absolutely that's correct and uh, you know i think one of the worst things you can do is get a big old round bale and plop it out there and just let them go at it whole hog i mean that we see i see countless countless impaction colleagues where where i'm looking around the field and there's this round bale that's been put out there and it's been chewed to the to the smithers you know and uh, basically some of these horses they'll just stick their head in and they'll barely come up for air and um you know they'll they'll uh, gorge themselves on it and then then they don't have the the fluid intake and and then you're dealing with a colic for a few days yeah slow you know, introduction so. right yeah absolutely so- absolutely just any it's like anything with with horses you need to know drastic changes and uh when you when you introduce something new it's over a, a period of time to uh you know make sure they acclimate to whatever new fee that you're giving them so right so doc would you think it would be beneficial to use like a slow feeder um or one of those i can't the name is escaping the me slow the, the, the feeder bags are fantastic or, or the bags yeah to, yes uh, absolutely to slow yeah. them down a little on you can on, get on those boarding. those are good um i don't know i've heard some of them can be a little bit pricey i think i think that's might be the negative to it but um certainly that that would uh are, that they, would are be they cheaper than you dr k i was saying <laughs> That's correct. Long haul, they're cheaper than me. (laughs) That's what I was just thinking. Um, what, right. are, what are your thoughts on on blanketing? Um, you know, I certainly dash out there with a, a sort of medium weight sheet in this weather. I try not to jump to the blanket because I know that, you know, I'm going to be working during the day, and you know, if I don't right. have a friend or I can't get home to take them back off, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So I tend to go until we get in the teens. I go for a, a, you know, like a mid-weight sheet kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And also my mm-hmm. horses live out in the field 24-7, so they have hair like a grizzly bear. So right. so I don't right. have to be as concerned. But for horses right. in the barn at night when it's very chilly, um, if they don't have a source of heat, uh, I, I would think that blanketing was important, but it's very important not just to put a blanket on for a week if it's going to be cold for a week here and not check it or check under it or or anything right right well it kind of depends on the horse obviously if you have a show horse and they've been body clipped and you've clipped that nice winter coat off and you know so they look pretty for the show ring those definitely need a blanket um the other ones that that tend to have the longer hair and that you've um uh you know just kind of left to their left to their natural um 
you know, cycle as far as for his hair growth for the winter. Most of those horses actually probably don't need blankets. Now, where that will change is if it gets cold and they rain and it rains and they get wet. That's the time you'll see them tend to shiver. And you'll notice them, and I've been called a few times because my horse is shaking, it's shaking, you know, and people haven't seen it. Well, they're shivering because they're cold. So um, if it's going to be, uh, it's going to be wet and cold uh, down here, um, they probably should get them in out of that as best you can. But um, generally, horses that have a normal winter coat, um, they probably don't need to be blanketed, actually. If they got a place to get in out of the out of the wind and that sort of thing that's probably all they need however there are some of them they're a little bit more cold sensitive than others and you might notice them shivering and obviously if you see them shivering and uh, i mean it looks just like a person shivering um you know put a blanket on them at that point they'll they'll appreciate that very good dr k out we're at the end of this segment flew by um, the only thing I have to say about that is I sleep better when my horses have a blanket on. <laughs> well, that's true. There, oh, no. there are some. It's funny because because I'll 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 actually tempt some horses that have blankets on and uh, that are in a moderately you know cool day and they're actually hot. They're like a hundred, hundred point eight, you know, and a hundred, almost getting close to hundred and one with the blankets on. That's really almost too hot. But yes, it is. so that's just they're something to think about. That's right. Sure. Thank you, Doctor K. Yeah. Um, I hope yeah. you don't get a call tonight uh, for the yeah. sake of the health of the horses, that you don't have to go, and because it's going to be chilly. Absolutely. <laughs> Enjoy your evening. Thanks for joining us again. Thank, yes, you. thank you. Thank you. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in less than a minute with Ned Toffee from Spendthrift Farm. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horseboxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Barton, host of the show. Got special guest co-host in here with me today, Bill Worthington from Air Show Jumping. It's lovely to have him with us today. 
uh, in place of Paulette Stout, who is still out recovering. Uh, prayers and thoughts out to Paulette to get well soon. We look forward to having you back, hopefully, by the new year. On the phone, I have a special guest from Lexington, Kentucky. I have Ned Toffey, the general manager of probably one of the most beautiful farms I've ever set foot on in my life. And you know me, I've been on a lot of farms. Uh, Spendthrift Farm is not just beautiful, uh, but absolutely historic uh, and has a wonderful story behind it and a, just a phenomenal place. And more recently, at least in the past year or so, I've been following them even closer and have found um, some, some excellence, professionalism, some of the most beautiful stallions uh, in the world, in my opinion. And I just recently had a visit there and I kind of wanted to share a little bit with you about what's going on at Spendthrift and have Ned on the phone. Ned, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely wonderful to have you with us. Um, Spendthrift is a thoroughbred racehorse breeding farm, also a burial site in Lexington for um, some well-known horses owned by B. Wayne Hughes, who, um, in my opinion, is a, a just a, an amazingly innovative um, gentleman, um, not just having the breeding farm, but having MyRacehorse.com and um, some safe betting as well, and just a, a really a forward-thinking guy, I think. Um, Ned, tell us a little bit about Spendthrift and, and your experiences there as the general manager. Mm -hmm. Well, we've um, Mr. Hughes bought the farm in 2004, and uh, I came to work for him at that time. I'd known him from uh, his both of our times at, at uh, Three Chimneys Farm. I managed his mares there. Um, so we've been here since 2004. We started with um, one uh, $5,000 uh, stud fee stallion by the name of Teton Forest. And, um, you know, it was something that we gradually built into and, and, and grew to focus on the stallions. And, um, <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, we, we've gone to now, uh, this year we'll have a roster of 23 stallions, uh, and of course, capped off by Into Mischief, who's been the leading uh, sire in North America. It looks like it'll be two years running now. Incredible. So, um, Ned, tell us a little bit about um, Authentic's arrival at Spendthrift Farm after winning the Classic. Most likely, uh, in my opinion, Authentic's going to uh, going to obviously win Horse of the Year, having won an absolutely incredible uh, Derby this year and a Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, just barely, barely being sort of beaten by a whisker in the Preakness by a girl like the gentleman that he is, um, but certainly beaten by a superstar mare. So, uh, so nothing, nothing to see there really, but really just an absolutely incredible horse. Um, tell us a little bit about his arrival and how he's settling in now. Um, he uh, came out. I think it was. I think it was Monday after the um, after the Breeders' Cup. Um, he's settled in beautifully. He's um, he's got a great mind on him. Um, he he just took to the place uh, right away. He you know even the first day he was here, we were showing him to people, and he uh, just posed stood up like a statue right, right from day one his transition to to farm life has been seamless he's just done everything right he's made our job very very easy um so it's been great he's he's uh, 
He's been uh, looked at by uh, virtually every um, major breeder now and um, uh, has been extremely well received. He's a beautiful horse. Um, he's he's big, tall, uh, scopy horse, a little bit different type. Uh, he's marked very much like Into Mischief, but a little bit different type physically in that he's uh, kind of a longer, leaner package um, and, and uh, stands up a little bit taller than Into Mischief does. But um, he's been really, really well received. He's going to get a, one of the strongest books of mares that we've ever booked particularly to a first-year stallion that i think if you compared his book with even with into mischiefs this year um it, it would uh it, it, it would stack up pretty well so um at at 75,000, uh, uh people have have received him very well and and are seem to be very excited about breeding to him i know when you're very pleasant um breeding manager a stallion manager there told me how much he was going to be i said wow that's great. That's actually a fantastic <laughs> price. I mean, I know it's his first year, but gosh, I mean, he's really, uh, he's really uh, outstanding. So um, he's he's actually proven uh, himself more than uh, in in many ways. So incredible. Let's talk a little bit about Into Mischief. Um, he's had, I think, five PDN Rising Stars this year. Um, including eventual Breeders' Cup filly and mass sprint winner Gamine and uh, Bourbon Ass. Uh, uh, he just seems to only, and he's got another winner now with Bob Baffert, I know, uh, as well. And uh, gosh, incredible. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really, he's just become an incredible stallion, and he, he's had uh, another great year. Of course, last year was North America's leading sire. Um, and he's virtually a certainty to be that as well. He's nearly doubled up uh, his next closest rival in earnings. He's, and I haven't looked at the standings in a day or two, but at last check, he, he, he just set a new uh, single-season earnings, progeny earnings record, uh, breaking Caput's old record of over $19 million. I saw that. And I, <laughs> and I think he probably has now broken the $20 million earning record uh, um, for this year. And the, the remarkable thing is that if you remove authentic from the equation, Into Mischief would still be this year's leading sire by, th by over $3 million. So, um, you know, it's not often that you can remove a stallion's best offspring and, and he still is the leading sire, and he, and he, as he would still be leading sire by not even a close margin. So it's really just been a remarkable year. But, you know, he's he's just very, very consistent. He gets so many good horses and and obviously has, has shown the ability to get more than his share of really, really good horses. But, you know, when they aren't really good, they, they tend to be very good as well. So they he just he, – he, gets so many good solid horses that uh, that's what's enabled him to uh, amass such a such a uh, you know a record-breaking earnings mark so if if my notes here are correct he leads in nearly every category on the 2020 general silence with 28 black type winners 58 black type horses 26 graded stakes horses three grade one winners six grade one horses and 178 winners with 266 wins. And those are totals as of November 23rd.
Wow. He's a rock right, star. Right. He, amazing horse. Yeah, he now he's he's still got a little time to work on yes. work on those numbers and, and I you know, all I can say is I'm glad he's on our team. Oh no kidding. No kidding. Gosh. Well you I walked around the farm um when I went to see um Authentic and I saw into mischief standing up by the barn and I was just blown away by just the way he looks my gosh and then I just did my walk about the looking at the stall doors and the names on the stall doors were just they were all horses that I followed and that are so incredible your lineup of stallions is just can only be called off the charts Ned <laughs> oh well thank th thank you thank you very much and you know so there's at the top of those doors there's there's some of the um uh, nameplates uh, or replicas, I should say, of the nameplates of some of the um, historic stallions that have stood here. So, it's it's exciting to have such a a place with with so much history, um, and I think we all appreciate that, as I know you do. And and uh, but to have a um, the kind of a, a current stallion roster that that begins to uh, stack up with with all of that. Uh, all of those historical horses is is really something special for us, and that was something I think we all hoped to achieve when we started out here back in 2004. But I, I, I'm not sure um, any of us really could could have uh, foreseen what uh, what's what's gone on. And and uh, and again, into mischief is just he's really kind of the horse of a lifetime. So yeah, uh, we're we're honored to have him here, and and um, that's it's been very exciting. That's for sure. Ned, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you taking time to uh, be with us on the show. Uh, SpendthriftFarm.com for more information on all these amazing stallions that they have at this incredible farm. As I said, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Ned, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas to you and your family and your team at the farm. And I look forward to seeing you hopefully here in Ocala for the sales next year. You as well, Louisa. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Ned Toffey, Spendthrift Farm. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to run our palm halfway mark, and then we're going to come back with Phil from our show jumping. Be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. 
We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, here in the studio with Bill Worthington. He is uh, thrown straight under the bus, uh, and I told him you're guest co-host today, so uh, he's good for that and jumped right in. Bill, great well, to have you with us. Thank you very much. It's always fun to be he here. He really fixed is. my hair. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm really a man it. of many talents. <laughs> you are indeed. Uh, so Bill is the owner and founder, uh, and I suppose you must be the boss, right? Uh, no, no. 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 Responsible of everything, in charge of nothing. That's in my charge title. of nothing. That's, that's the title. So um, Bill is with Air Show Jumping. That's actually at one of my favorite venues, and that is the Florida Horse Park. Great friends of ours. I love the Florida Horse Park. It's such it's a beautiful 500-acre venue where you can be out there really on the green, in the green, woods nearby, absolutely beautiful, very scenic, lovely. Yeah, I mean, just to talk about the horse park for a second, it's it's one of those venues that it's like, it's so big and open, like 500 acres that you had said before, but it still is a very uh, close. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's still, not miles to watch. Yeah, if you want to watch connected. three shows, you exactly, can really exactly. do but the if circle. You, and if you don't want to be out of the horse show, you can go off in the back and, and trail ride your horse and mm -hmm. walk around in those hundreds of acres of trails that are there, too. It's just phenomenal. A, it's, it's a phenomenal venue in Ocala. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah. I agree. So tell us um, a little bit for listeners who didn't hear you last time you were on the show. Um, which I guess must be a it's year. It's one year, almost one year Time today. flies, yeah. man. <laughs> almost one year today. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the boutique aspect of air show jumping. So it's like, it's a very, like I said before, it's a very small show, um, you know, family run, family atmosphere. Um, we're very focused on exhibitor-centric horse showing. You know, we're very, I, I really want your, my competitors to come up to me and talk to me if they and feel comfortable enough to do that. So that's that's one of the goals that our entire team kind of focuses around that one aspect of customer relations and and, and putting our exhibitor first was our exhibitors are really they're they're what built built this this whole thing that we started here. And you know, I have to say I'm just humbled at the amount of support from not only the Ocala area but uh, the horse community in general. It's been a fantastic uh, experience. Going on our second year this year, it's, I'm it's, so happy. it's great. It's so um, awesome. You know, we're almost half, uh, uh, double of what we were at last year. So it, it's just a fantastic feeling and, and just to see the horse community kind of rally behind us, it, it's, it's, it's humbling. It really is It's humbling. phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, I think if that happens every year, you know, you just keep, numbers just keep going up. Eventually it'll be it's massive. It, it's great. It Without great. losing that, also that nice 
That's you know, what we don't want. You're not to lose. a number. Yeah, you know? you're not a number at a horse show. You know, you, you, if you've gotten issues or something, we, we will walk up right up to you or call you or whatever and, you know, work out ways to work it out, make your experience as the best it can be. Uh, but I have to say, I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded by probably one of the best teams of, of officials, uh, managers, one of the best teams in the country, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're nothing without your team. So I think that's, that's where the credit should go. And it's, it's fantastic to work in this area. It really is. Now let's talk about the fact you mentioned numbers. Um, so we're going to have a lot more people than you had last year. How difficult is that for you to, I hate the word mitigate, heard it way too much, <laughs> but um, social distancing, masking, all this kind of thing that we obviously have to have these concerned about with the virus. How are you kind of coping with that? First of all, you're outdoors in an amazing venue, so that's, it's it easy helps. to social distance on 500 acres, and it's easy to social distance on a horse. Uh, but, but, but I think it's fair to say that the COVID epidemic turned our industry upside down. It's one of the, it's never happened to my knowledge you know, in the last hundred years or so. So it's, it's every day, month, it's a new challenge or a new obstacle. Um, we do have very strict policies for COVID uh, testing, COVID procedures for the horse show. Obviously, like you said, social distancing. Um, the USCF still is under no spectators. So unfortunately, that's, that's a really uh, hard part for us. Um, so no spectators involved, but uh, you know everyone that comes onto the property screened. Uh, to, you know they get their temperatures taken uh, every day before they get on the property, and you know there's no bleachers. It, it, it's an, it's a very uh, confusing. It, it almost like if you were to dropped out of here from 2018 and dropped onto a horse show, you you it would be very hard to recognize the setup that our horse shows are forced to go through with this pandemic. So. But uh, there's a lot of things we've taken into account this year, um, it, it, like the testing and social distancing and, and keeping it, it all spread out. Our offices are going to be one per person, you know, one exhibitor per person, and you can schedule times for uh, office, get your uh, updates sent straight to your phone. We're really, really utilizing technology to the best of our advantage. We have to, don't we? Yeah, to coordinate with our exhibitors. Thank God for technology. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> what would we do imagine 30 it? years ago we're trying to get, oh, you know, like no, navigate this. It, right? it would, be, it would yeah. be really difficult. No. But yeah, we're doing the best we can with technology and stuff to keep our exhibitors informed so they're not grouped up. And, you know, it's, it's a different atmosphere. It's sad to say, but it, it's still a fun atmosphere. Working through it. We're working through it. It's a great atmosphere. It's a, it's a great, um, people are coming together and, and really making the best of, of this very serious situation. So Florida Horse Park dates in January, you've got two weekends, right? Yes, ma'am, two weekends in January. The January the 6th The 6th through, through the 10th, yep. and then the uh, 13th through the 17th are our dates, two, so two weeks Two January. weekends, and then um, you're USCF? Yes, we are USCF uh, nationally sanctioned, a level four jumper competition um, with a $25,000 Grand Prix each week. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, sorry, I lost my complete train of thought. I apologize. It's okay. It happens here. This is the, the beauty of a live show. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen right? next, so I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, it's to me all the time. <laughs> my, my people will tell you, oh, well, hold on a minute. What was I saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so, 
you know, we are USCF for nationally rated uh, level four jumper competition. And, but and you you've know, got classes for the younger horses I as well? just was going to touch on that. How yes. about that? See, I read your mind. <laughs> yes, and we have uh, classes for everyone from, uh, you know, cross rail classes and stuff for, for, for your our amateur children's riders. And uh, young horses as well. We have young horse di you know, discounts. I think it's like ten bucks around for young horses to show at our show oh in the young that's horse so classes. Awesome. So yeah, so we have a little bit of everything, and we want to we want to uh, connect with everybody in the horse sport from from our top riders, our Grand Prix riders that will get all the way down to the uh, amateurs that want to show on on Saturday and Sunday for fun. So we have a large selection of of classes for everybody. That's so wonderful. And yeah. how many people do you have signed up to show right now? I don't know the exact numbers, uh, but it is quite but it's a, lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's about double of what we had from last year, which That's is fantastic. Absolutely incredible. And so making these affordable green um, jumper classes for the five, six, and seven-year-olds that really helps people to get those young horses that start and experience without having to invest a small fortune to get out and do it. Correct, and you know that is as a as a rider myself, you know, and one who's owned horses my entire life. It's very difficult to bring horses through the ranks and up through the uh, up through the show uh, show jumping levels, and I think we need to start focusing. I mean, on, on an existential comp topic for another time, we need to start focusing on our young horses and, and developing them in America, so we can have a, a good American product. I think you're right. Well, let's talk about that in the last segment. Sure. Remind yes. Because yes. I'll forget. <laughs> Uh, we're at the end of the segment, but Bill's going to be with us through the rest of the show. And in the last segment, we're just going to touch back on on that on that affordability, especially for those young riders with those young horses, yeah. and how important that is to give them an opportunity. Coming back after this, I'm going to be calling Josh Flint. We're going to be talking a little bit about a subject I really don't like to talk about that much. But uh, social media for us, please find us on Facebook and like us. Uh, also Twitter and uh, I get laughed at for Twitter. And YouTube Horse Talk Show TV, please subscribe. And of course on our Instagram as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Josh. We're gonna keep Florida horses safe. Stay with us. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. 
for listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Don't forget, they've got customer appreciation days coming up this weekend. So get stocked up on your hay, especially in this cooler weather, and um, you'll get special prices and sales and get appreciated. So make sure you get down and see them. Uh, I'm Louisa Barton. I got in the studio with me, Bill Worthington, guest co-host from Air Show Jumping. And on the phone, we have Josh Flint, uh, who is with Keeping Florida Horses Safe. You can uh, like them on Facebook. You can also find them on the web as well. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you with us. How are you all doing? Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you, yes. (laughs) Uh, So tell us a little bit about the situation. I know we were going to have Tammy as the liaison officer join us, but I know she's working on a case right now. Um, But maybe you can fill us in on some of what's going on. And I know that this is not, you know, we had a case a couple of weeks ago, sadly, here in in Ocala. But what I've noticed by following you, because I've been following you for quite a while, um, is that this is going on all over the state of Florida. I don't know about the states, but certainly in our state. Can you talk a little bit about the, some of the concerns? And, and obviously, it's devastating for owners. Um, you know, I wake up several times in the night, personally, go out and look at my horses, <laughs> just because, uh, especially when these things happen. So I'm sure we're all really concerned. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, there's an ongoing issue that most people have heard about, and it is the theft, attempted theft, or unfortunately, sometimes the slaughter of horses going on all over the state of Florida. Um, Our organization was founded earlier in the year and um, we've made a lot of headway. We've already worked with some members to take down an illegal kill farm. We've got a few more we're working on, um, but you know, it's a hard thing to feel in your heart and in your head to feel like your, your, your babies aren't safe. You know what I mean? Most equine owners are, very very tied to their horses it's not just a pet relationship it's an emotional relationship and one of the challenges with that is in florida unfortunately one of the things we're looking at is the law and how equine crimes are defined because while there's animal cruelty crimes there's also property crime and unfortunately some of the crimes surrounding horse slaughter as we've seen the you know you'll find a grand theft charge as if it were a piece of property taken and it's a lot more violating than that and so one of the things we're focusing on is gathering information we have a crowdsourced facebook group keeping florida horses safe suspicious activity we've got about seven thousand members across the state right now uh, just under and what we provide people there is a a way to report things you know not everybody's comfortable with law enforcement um lots of people have things to say and one of the things we've been doing is building a relationship with law enforcement so that we can become a credible and reliable private sector partner for them. Um, Our crowdsourced Facebook group has allowed us to take suspicious activity reports, vet them, you know, look at it and make sure it's something credible and then put it out to the membership in that area. Um, We also broadcast unfortunate incidents like what just happened a few weeks ago in um, 
in Ocala and then down in Miami. We've had two very recently, just in the last uh, month, I believe. And, you know, it's a hard thing to deal with. So we're, we're stepping into the education, prevention, and I know you don't like the word, but the mitigation role, too. Yes, you know I don't like that word. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that word. Um, so I, I, as a horse lover and a, a kind-hearted human being, I don't actually like any of these words, butcher, slaughter, terrible. Actually makes me cringe, and I, I cried for the guy whose horse, Mr. Wheeler, whose horse was um, taken just a couple of weeks ago here off Highway 326. But the, I guess I, I have so many questions. I almost don't even know where to begin, Josh. But but do we think this is all the same people, or do we think that this is a number of different organizations or groups or people, or do we think this is a lot of different people just working on their own? Do we have any ideas? I would say that um, what we've looked at so far indicates that it would be a combination of all three of those things. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's a massive, and I don't think people need to be worried that there's a massive organization in the state of Florida okay. that is Good. working tirelessly across the state. And, and I've short of the mob, I've yet to see an organization that did that well, and the mob didn't really do it well either. No, that's right. <laughs> So luckily, I think most people can relax at that. But one of the things that um, people just need to be aware and they need to be aware that this is a problem. It is ongoing. You know, we've had a quiet fall and it's the holidays again. And unfortunately, these things increase. Uh, Florida, you know, with the exception of this week, Florida is not particularly cold. It's not necessarily a heat and hunger thing, but this is the time of year that it steps up. It could have to do with tourism. It could have to do with a bunch of different things. We don't know, which is why we're collecting the data to find out. So that's why reporting it to law enforcement, reporting it in our Facebook group, reporting it to anyone and everyone. If there's an incident, people need to know about it so that we can get to the root causes of the issues. Yes, absolutely. Now, there's some things that I have personally done. Um, that I recommend. Uh, One of them, of course, is reaching out to Deputy Ogletree, who's wonderful here at the Marion County Sheriff's Office, and having the signage put out that, you know, says that your your place is basically under their watch and that gives you a number assigned to you that a neighbor or a passerby sees something suspicious, even a tree on your fence line or someone wandering around that they think shouldn't probably be wandering around. Um, and then there's a number assigned to you and to your phone number. And then a person who wants to help, um, God forbid your horses even get out of a broken fence or something. If they call the sheriff's department, they give that number. The sheriff's department knows exactly who it is right away and can call. So that's one of the things that I have recommended to everybody. Um, also, one of the things I've done is added some additional lighting outside to kind of make it a little bit more hopefully intimidating to somebody who wants to come there closing my gate always at night before I go to bed locking it if I feel necessary Um, some of those scanners that tell you when someone's driving in your gate that makes a little beepy noise on your phone or in your house Um, going out in the middle of the night incessantly like me (laughs) to make sure that I see them standing there Um, now mine are 35 and 27 so I just go out incessantly to make sure they're standing up anyway but just I mean the basic kind of things um, looking out for vehicles that are hanging around in the day or early evening that you don't recognize that look like they might be scoping out the place that's always wise anyway 
Um, Listen those, to that instinct. You know? Exactly. You, you got yes. that built in, you know. You do. That hunter true. instinct, you yes. know, when you're being stalled, you got to listen to it Oh, nobody better mess with yeah. my horses. Let me tell you, I've got an <laughs> AR-15. Did I say that out loud? No, that's um, fine. You're in Florida. You're in Florida. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. Um, but see, you, but, know, you know, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah. You're absolutely right in everything that you just said. You know, the, the awareness factor, being aware of your property lines, increasing the lighting, you know, Cameras are pretty cheap nowadays. They yes. run on Wi-Fi. Some of them run on cell signal. Most people have trail cams if they hunt. You That's can what get bell-powered trail cams. <laughs> you know, you can report anything that is suspicious. You know, you know what's appropriate for your area and for your environment that you're in. And when something is throwing that off, by all means, report it. You know mm. what I mean? And, yes. and, and getting the word out there, getting a response out there, that's the kind of thing that... Um, that really generates attention. And one of the things that we've noticed too, and and it kind of trends with most criminal activity, is when you raise the certainty of getting caught by the countermeasures that you're putting in, that's when they might select a different target or they will displace out of the area, you know, entirely, which is what we're looking for. Josh, hold that thought, hon, for one second. We have to take a break, but if you can stay on the phone with us, that would be great, because I'd like to wrap this up in the next segment. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be back in like 35 seconds. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure. The best sales staff and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the last segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Don't forget, one more mention. Be appreciated this week. Stop in. They've got some absolutely phenomenal deals. If you want a job while you're there, you can get an application, fill it out and you'll get hired by one of the best companies in the United States of America. In my opinion, they're an amazing team. Richard Larson and his wife Peggy are phenomenal. Gina, Betsy, all of them. What wonderful people with real quality hay. I was in Idaho, I saw them making that hay. It's good stuff, I'm just gonna say. Louisa Burton in the studio, a special co-host, guest co-host this week. (laughs) Bill Worthington, trying to talk him into coming back. And on the phone, we've been talking to Josh Flint, and we've been chatting a little bit about the sad situation that's really going on. And, I, and as a horse lover, Josh, Bill, mm-hmm. I can't 
I, I don't, I hate to say, I don't even want to say this on air. Maybe you better put the disclaimer up. But um, <laughs> I, I seriously cannot wrap my mind around anybody eating horse, okay? And uh, it's, a, it's a ghastly thing to talk about, mm -hmm. but I, I can't wrap my mind around anybody, you know, you, you said something, you know, about a bond. You know, my horse is 35, has been with me for 28 years. Yeah. I cannot imagine anybody ever wanting to hurt my precious child. baby. Yes, I call child. them four-legged family. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts, Josh? Uh, you're absolutely right. They are four-legged family, without a doubt. If uh, if they could, be, if there was a word closer than family, that's what my equine family is. Yes. Uh, personally, and I'm sure everyone feels the same way. We do. There is, from what we hear from some of our sources that we talk to a uh, sort of black market for horse meat and it's high dollar we're talking 60 70 90 dollars a pound is what's getting reported to us and if those numbers are accurate then there's definitely a demand that's and that's demand. that's the shocking thing and uh being able to identify when suspicious activity is going on who's taking part in it you know develop that relationship with law enforcement give the information to them and by the way all of law enforcement that we've talked to is doing a phenomenal job yes. attacking this stuff you know the 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 recent arrest in st petersburg was phenomenal yes and if you if you have any questions on how they made that arrest it's pretty incredible if you if you look up the police report it's it's really fine detective work and um, we're hoping that that kind of you know everybody's pursuing the same thing we've shared that report with other agencies you know that kind of thing and it, that's why it's so important that things get reported because once you know the networks are identified or the individuals are identified then they can be seriously studied and investigated and you know we, we hope to bring that data eventually to um lawmakers and policymakers and and get some things changed so you know we hit everything across the board and that's where we kind of feel that we differ from other organizations we're hitting it from all three aspects education prevention mitigation and doing so trying to be a reliable credible private sector partner in all this and um you know getting in front of that demand it requires a flow of information and that's really what it comes down to for us is a flow of information yeah absolutely now, this is a, a yucky question I don't even want to ask, but I, I want to try to, I, I guess I want to try to understand this. So when they do this and they do the entire process, like in someone's backyard or field, which is to me, honestly, horrific, I can't, still can't wrap my mind around it, but how do they risk doing that and getting caught in the middle of that process? Because that can't be a quick process. It shocks no. me that they don't, take the animal away and mm -hmm. do that somewhere else, but then I guess there's evidence in a second location that could be traced back to them. But uh, isn't that a huge risk, that, especially in places like Florida and Texas where we don't hesitate to pull out our weapons if we yeah. find somebody on our property? It seems a little, I mean, is there like a, like a, are these, prof I mean, I guess I'm asking, are they professionals? I mean, they must be. How yeah. do they do such a job? I I would definitely say that they uh, have experience doing this in the cases that we've seen and the reports that we've reviewed and the families and the uh, victims and the witnesses that we've talked to. There is an element of, uh, how should I say this, anonymity in the areas where mm -hmm. these things are happening. Um, you know, the most recent case, you know, happened 
we all know Mr. Wheeler's farm is near a highway. Um, and, you know, they're near quick access points to get away or get in and get out. But one of the things we've noticed is that the areas where this is happening, um, they go on, they seem to have gone unchallenged because otherwise they wouldn't know to target that specific horse. At some point they were there, at some point they were unchallenged. Oh. So that speaks to the you know, the necessity mm -hmm. of reporting these things. And there is a, a lack of what I'll call natural surveillance, mm -hmm. meaning that from the farm or from the barn or wherever people are, there's not a good eye shot where these things are happening. And, okay. and basically what that means is from the roadway, they can make their approach and they won't get challenged. They won't get seen or they have enough privacy and a lack of light and a lack of attention to where they can do this. They have cut some fences from what we've seen. They may take a horse out of one field and into the next one or even a, a third one, but it never goes far. And um, they're prepared to cut fences. And the deed does take a while. Um, you know, That's whether or not they leave cars there, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to get too much into the case yeah. stuff. But most of this happens when, A, I would say that they, they likely go unchallenged, and then, B, there's not a, there's not a natural surveillance there. There's nobody actively overwatching it. And it doesn't mean that they're not doing what they should be doing. And I, I, right. I don't want to no. get characterized there because yeah. everybody does what they can for exactly. their horses. Right. But it's a, it's a vulnerability thing. And that's, it's an unfortunate fact of being a farm owner here. Um, you know, you have to wonder and you have to worry about that. I, I do have my, Josh, I have my house you, lit up like a Christmas tree every night. I got on the yeah. Duke energy plan where I pay the same every month, no matter what. And man, I have everything lit up at night. Like yeah. <laughs> I stay up all night. <laughs> I also feel like this takes a lot of planning. So, yes. like, I think, again, I think back so to too. what you had said before, being vigilant and and, and noticing things that just yes. don't add up or yes. don't feel right and listening to your gut if you see, you know, a yes. slow-moving truck or whatever, you know. Yes. I, I feel like this just doesn't, they just don't drive off a of 27 or whatever no. and just, no, just do agree. it. I feel like... There has to be some some planning that is involved yes. with that. I, I mean, what do you what do you think, Josh? I I totally agree. There has to be to select a farm. Um, I imagine that there is a a, a quite robust pre-operational surveillance for them. Is is mm -hmm. how I'll characterize yes. it. You know, before before any of the operation goes into the theft or the slaughter of a horse. I mean, they've got to be doing surveillance. They got to be getting a feel for the area mm -hmm. or, you know, and they, mm -hmm. they have to know what road traffic is like. They have to know how to get in and out and they have to know if they're going to get challenged. Those things uh, all add up together as to whether or not, you know, you make a good target or you make a poor target. Yeah. And uh, we all want to be very poor targets. We do indeed. Now, do you think that the, um, I know a lot of like we're very red, uh, regimented when we feed our horses. Same time, I mean, should we work on like maybe trying to break up that monotony and, and every day uh, doing the same thing? And we're out of the barn at four every day. You know, should we? Oh, I'm good. You know, I'm good. My, I'm good. I'm good. My horses never get fed at the same time. <laughs> My life is. <laughs> but do you think maybe it's changing up a little thought, bit, Josh? Um, hold that thought. I'm going to wrap it up like the radio part is done and say <clears> goodbye. And 
but we're going to come back on the Facebook part and do one more segment. My, my folks, my team are going to love me for this one. So I'm getting the look. So just stay with us, Josh, because we have a few more questions. I have a feeling our viewers probably would like to hear the rest of this. And the green st shirt story is too good to not <laughs> tell. So if you're listening on 97.3 The Sky or radio.com, we're wrapping up the horse talk show right now. And I'm going to say whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until next time. And if you're on Facebook, stay with us for one more. You're going to get a free segment extra. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. So, bonus segment, last segment of the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's very, very finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, guest co-host from Air Show Jumping here with me, Bill Worthington. That's such a British-sounding name. It's great, right? It? Very regal. Oh, I wish it. Bill Worthington. I wish my tax so refunds yeah, <laughs> re reflected that, but, you know, it's fine. it's fine. We have Josh Flint with us on the phone. We've been talking about keeping Florida horses safe. Um, obviously, we want to keep all horses safe, but our focus is definitely on Florida since that's where we are. If you don't have a group like this in your state and you have a problem like this, it's certainly something... Um, to look into, but Josh, we were. Bill was asking about monotony, and I was laughing because there's nothing monotonous about my life, as those of you that are friends with me already know. Um, oh, they put the disclaimer up. Yes, I was just going to say, yes, yeah, because I see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> taking our own actions on protecting our horses. <laughs> uh, you don't tell. Um, so, Josh, tell us, uh, uh, you know, what Bill was saying about changing your schedule around. So. If you are being watched, which is a horrible thought, but I might not sleep tonight. Um, but if you are being watched, does that help if you're sort of all over the place like I am? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Monotony is dangerous. Routine is dangerous. And in any part of our life, it leads to complacency. Um, and complacency is not a good thing. And it's it's searched for and it's looked for in any kind of criminal enterprise, whether it's just a, the guy looking to burglarize a store or someone looking to rob you. you. You know, as soon as it's complacency, then, you know, your likelihood of being a target goes up. It's an unfortunate fact. So varying your schedule, feeding at different times without going too long in between feeding and, uh, you know, attention, personal attention. You know, if you have a farmhand, send a farmhand to check the fence lines. If you have horses out in the field, maybe rather than bringing them in to feed, go out there to feed them. Be present in the field, you know, walk yeah, your fence lines, present, check yeah. your horses, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And do it at different times of day and be seen. And, and one of the things I do want to caution against, because, um, you know, some of this can lead to a state of hypervigilance which is good in some aspects, but it could be negative in others. You know, you don't want to be so offended that someone drives down your road, you know what I mean? Because there's everything we've had members encounter, census workers, we've had people, you know, God forbid a process server gets scared or something because <laughs> they're looking yeah. somewhere to go. <laughs> we can say on that their, bonus on too. their phones <laughs> looking at a map, or we've even had a guy on a paper map trying to figure out where to go. Yes. Um, so I have it's, pulled it's over to text before too, you know, near yeah. someone's place and see me texting, you know. Yeah. And people <laughs> are probably like, who is she? <laughs> Why yeah. is she by my farm? Yeah, so you're right. Hypervigilance. There's nothing wrong that with, you know, taking a lot of extra precautions. And, you know, if you feel comfortable with this, and obviously if you don't, don't, you know, um, some people do carry weapons in their vehicle, so if you don't feel comfortable, but if you feel comfortable, you can always ask somebody what they're doing, or you can immediately call law enforcement and say somebody's here that I don't recognize, I don't know who they are, I don't know why they're here. There's nothing wrong with that, you can't get into trouble for that. It's, you know, wise if you aren't, especially if you live alone, you know, you don't have somebody else with you, there's nothing wrong. If you think someone's, you know, pulled up in your driveway that shouldn't be there, then certainly call um, and get assistance to come and have the police officer at least ask, mm -hmm. you know. And, and as you said, Josh, it might just be somebody lost. But being aware of those things and, you know, something I think I would point out is if you see a car today or tomorrow and then two or three days, three days see later you car. see the same yes. car and same person and you don't recognize them, then that almost sounds like maybe you're... That's when you your know, instincts should kick exactly, in. Exactly, you know? because yeah. that's why I think, you know, Josh pointed out, this is well orchestrated. I had no idea about the cost of, of horse meat, but you're right, they're, all, they're taking a risk to get a lot of money, but they're also clearly orchestrating it very well, which probably means that they are keeping an eye on you. Yeah. So, you know, I, you mentioned the cameras. I have the, um, like, the hunter game camera things. Motion lights, the, stuff yes. like that. And I have yeah. the one with the night vision. Mm -hmm. And if I want to, I can look on mine at night on my phone. And mm -hmm. I only have to go outside. And it's got night vision. And I can see I've got one in my driveway and one in the field. And I got a third one to put further back in the field. And then at night what I do is my horses don't go in stalls because they're pasture pets. So I have a corral up near my house that has a square bale of alfalfa in it and a shelter. And that's where I bring mine up at night and there's a big light on it and I can see it from mm -hmm. my room. And so I like that, you know, it means they're up close at night. So what Josh mentioned is a really good point. You know, if you have pasture horses and you have a way to bring them up close to the house at night, where they're nearer to you in a more lit area where you you can see because if people hear dogs barking and see lights on, mm -hmm. they tend to 
go somewhere else. So just some thoughts, you know, yeah. for safety. And then, Josh, the big question is, what can we do to help you? You're a 501c3. Clearly, you're doing a phenomenal job. We're so glad you're doing what you're doing because this trail of information could, in fact, end at a person or people um, that we would like to have brought in and end this. So um, we would like to help any way we can. So if you can maybe share with us how people can help and, you know, and be connected. Absolutely. So um, as a 501c3, you can donate. You can donate uh, trail camps or giveaways to people that are in need. You can donate funds so we can purchase investigative equipment to help out the law enforcement investigations. That kind of equipment is very specialized and gets things that you don't really find. And, and as someone that does investigations for a living, I can tell you some of the stuff that we're looking at, even stuff we're fundraising for now, there's nothing like it. It's custom. It's designed to get in the way of these things. And the other thing you can do is donate directly to the nonprofit, not even going for the equipment. You can dictate where that is. Um, we have the ability to take donations on our website, keepingfloridahorsessafe.org. Also, uh, we can connect you through there on our Facebook page and in our Facebook group. Um, again, the group, if anybody wants to join, it's keeping Florida horses safe slash suspicious activity. We've got about 6,900, 7,000 members right now. And, you know, the, the biggest way is to spread the word. We can continue our organic, grassroots, community-initiated suspicious activity reporting. And that really sets people on edge in that area. And that's a, that's a good thing, is to have the level of awareness there. So keep the information flowing. If you want to donate, we're always looking for donations. And, uh, you know, trust in your law enforcement partners and reach out to them. If you see something suspicious, report it. Fantastic. Josh, you've been amazing. Thanks for being with us for three segments. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. We know this topic is of utmost importance here in the horse capital of the world. Uh, we're all horse lovers, whether we're showing them or we have pasture pets. You know, we love them and we know how important they are to everybody. So we really want you to, you to get involved here. Josh, thank you so much. So appreciate thank you, it. Bro. All right. I hope you can get up here to Ocala to see us. I'll be there soon. <laughs> Wonderful. Take care. I just love that banner that scrolls across every you time like I speak. I think it. it oh, when yeah. you talk, yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's... there must be something with that. <laughs> so let me tell you a quick story before we wrap up here. So when I first met Bill, he came to my office at the CEP, and he was wearing like this green shirt or green so jacket. Green jacket. Or a green jacket. Yes. Louisa loves the green jacket I love story. The it's green it's jacket. one of her. It's... I think every event. I think. Oh, I know. That. I have to tell <laughs> because it's so funny. So we have a green screen. Like, you can't see we have a green screen because it looks like we have, like, a logo and a window. So we have a green screen. So he was wearing a green jacket, and I told him, oh, you should come and be on the, a guest on the yeah, show. Yeah, because I don't have my, my, those aren't my horses back there. No, they're, no, no, they're not. <laughs> so he had on this green jacket, and after we chatted and talked about him being on the show, I said, don't wear that green jacket. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, you don't like it either? My girlfriend doesn't like it. She doesn't want me to wear it anymore. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Not that. No, it was just the green screen. Actually, the green jacket looked quite nice. So today you're not wearing green. Well, now I've got, got the blue and then brown jacket. So. I know. Well done. Yeah. So well done. Staying way away from that, that color green. Yes. So um, we are going to share the show on Facebook to a number of different places. We're going to share it to Bill. Bill's going to share it to Air Show Jumping. We're yep. going to share it to the Florida, Keeping Florida Horses Safe and 
Uh, we just hope that you do everything, obviously, in your power to, uh, to keep all your horses safe. And, and please feel comfortable reporting if you see anything in anybody else's yeah, Just be smart about old. it, you know, yeah. just be smart and, you know, yeah. be aware and vigilant. I think that's, that's the best thing you can do is more eyes and yeah. more, more busy, the more busy you yes. can make your, yeah. your place or whatever, the less likely of a target you're going to be. You know? Yes, I know. I love the fact that people randomly stop by at my house. <laughs> and let my dogs out for me. It's wonderful because exactly, nobody yeah. that ever watches my place would ever be able to keep up with my schedule. Exactly. Because I can't. Keep I was going to say, can you? Keep, I don't think you can keep up with it, no, right? No. No. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to throw you under the bus again, Bill. Give us like a one a one liner about why people should um, be involved with air show jumping. We are a family friendly boutique horse show, and I'm sure a lot of people in our organization would feel the exact same way as well too. So. We're, we're very welcome. You're phenomenal. Thank you. I had so much fun doing great this. Great guest co host. Thank you so for much being fun. with us. We're wrapping up. Um, you got an extra segment this week out of us, but it was definitely important. We hope you have an absolutely wonderful week uh, and happy horsing around until the same time next week. <laughs>